This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Fraternity Club of Ferry Meadow. You can get your best wood fire pizzas in the Illawarra here. Come on down, join us a member, grab a drink, have dinner, sit back and watch some football on the big screen. If you're having a function, be sure to get in contact with the frat as they have an extremely large function room upstairs in the club. The podcast is also brought to you by our sponsor, Ostbrokers City State Insurance Brokers. Contact them or see them at their office on Crown Street, just above Zambrero, for all your insurance needs. Both of our sponsors are fantastic supporters of football. Both are run by football people, so be sure to show some support. Yes, welcome back to the South Coast Footballholic. Now, we already had a podcast earlier in the week, but we've called this one, I uh, wouldn't exactly call it an emergency pod, but there's been some developments, some discussions over the last couple of days, so we thought we'd, uh, well, we didn't have much else to do for the time being, so uh, we thought we'd just, uh, you know, talk a, talk a bit about it and record ourselves while doing it, but uh, before we get into it, obviously the podcast sponsored by the Fraternity Club who have a drive through pizza takeaway available from Tuesday to Sunday. And on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursday nights, they have a $15 pizza special. So last night of the week tonight to get that. And obviously the other night, if you were following the Pro Clubs tournament, obviously EA had a bit of a uh, bit of a say, fair to, fair to say, they had a bit of a say on our comp the other night. Only three games out of the, out of the I think it was 20 games to go ahead. Only went ahead because service went down, service came back up, and everyone was a bit confused. So Group A is playing their catch-up games on the same night as Group B, which is tonight. So we've got all 22 teams involved tonight. So you won't be short of any anything to watch tonight. You'll have something to watch tonight. But moving on from that, there have been developments this week about a possible return to the IPL and although that's been hindered a bit by the four-week lockdown extension, we're going to discuss it with uh, two special guests. I've got Illawarra Mercury reporter Josh Bartlett and Football South Coast reporter and full-time pro clubs analysis Nathan Turner with me. Mr. Turner, it's getting to a point now where we're just getting bored, wanting to record ourselves talking about anything, really. We've got nothing else to do. Just, just, keep, just keep bringing back on the pod. Just do like a daily routine. I don't know if people would actually be keen on that every day i know it gives us something to do and also for the people for the people as well thanks for watching the first youtube uh video for our podcast the other day this one will be hopefully up in time we had a bit of upload issues the other day but they'll be they'll hopefully be sorted uh today and it's in hd as well which is perfect but i've also got with me i've brought brought him back the uh the scribe the sports scribe of the war mercury mr josh bartlett and for those who don't know, Josh wrote an article on the Mercury yesterday speaking to Football South Coast CEO Anne-Marie. So for Josh, for the people who haven't read the article yet, tell us a little bit what, what's in the article. Hey guys, good to see you both. Um, I guess the story was after yesterday's lockdown extension notice uh, announcement, sorry, I just kind of wanted to, get a, wanted to get a feel from Football South Coast about you know plans to, to return and and things like that. And they probably surprised me a bit by saying they are hopeful of their competition mm. returning. Um, I think most of us pretty much ruled a line through this year, understandably. It's out of our control. I don't think you can blame anyone for, for this season being wrecked, really. Um, and, yeah, they surprised me. So they're, they're keen to get the football back I am after lockdown, which, uh, yeah, if all goes to plan, that will be after this current one ends on 
August 28th um, with, the, with the idea of playing three or four rounds, just straight rounds, no finals, play three or four rounds across the comp uh, before the end of October, before the cricket really uh, is in full swing. Oh, so they're only talking about, the, so they're not going to play the rest of the season. They're only going to play three or four rounds. I, I think they've just um, accepted the fate that we're, we're running out of time to play a full season. And I think the, the, the aim, um, talking to Amber, the chief executive officer, the aim is more about mental health and fitness, getting people yeah. to have a run around with their mates and, and just get back on the field. Right. So I didn't know that. I thought mm, they were trying to play, yeah, the seven or eight game, the eight or nine games left. With uh, If they're only going to play three or four games, does... Does that mean promotion relegation? It'd be out the window, wouldn't it? Cause... Yeah, well, it, it seemed um, inconvenient. Yeah, it seemed unimportant yesterday, but it is something I tend to follow, uh, intend to follow. But I'd imagine that would be um, relegation promotion put on hold. Surely, it's been in such an impact season now. Well, yeah, like there's two sides to that story. That well, I didn't even. Well, first off, we didn't even. Or Nathan and I didn't even know about the. Plans to only play three or four games. If that's the case, if it's only three or four games, then you're better off just maybe starting trials earlier, I reckon, and just starting training a bit earlier just to get to kick around with everyone because three or four games, you know, the competition, like obviously no finals, fair enough, but if, if, if it was a possibility of getting the eight or nine games in, then it makes it worth it. But if it's three or four games, then my, my view is just to... um just to maybe have trials a bit earlier and then start training a bit earlier. Everyone gets a kick around that way. But yeah, so if relegation and promotion got scrapped again, you'd uh, hazard, I guess, the three teams at the top of the district league wouldn't be too happy. But at the same time, if they kept promotion and relegation, obviously those three would be happy. But then one of the three teams at the bottom of the Premier League would argue, well, we didn't get a full season, didn't get a full chance. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that all three teams in district league deserve promotion this year. It's been such a good race. Um, you know, it's been quite a um, tightly contested race to the bottom of the um, IPL as well. So, mm. but it, I think it's fair. It's not a full season now, and we're just we've run out of time, unfortunately, with these uh, lockdowns continuing on. That's a, yeah, that's interesting. So, when you were speaking to Anne Marie, the CEO for Football South Coast. How was the feeling around the return? Was she optimistic? Was there a different feeling around the conversation? Um, a bit of both. Um, I mean, she said she'd been in, in constant uh, consultation with clubs. The feedback from clubs have been mixed. Um, I think at least everyone accepts this whole situation is out of our control. Uh, it just is what it is. Um, as she said, the season had got off to a flyer. We had got through, was it 13 rounds uninterrupted? Yes, yes. I mean, compared to last year, it looked like this year was brilliant so mm. they had such momentum then this obviously is this latest outbreak of covid's just kind of um put a put a halt on everything so but she said the general feel is people just want to get out there and play again and then yep. enjoy the time with their mates and have a run around so my personal opinion is i admire the optimism um i think in a in the current time of negativity it gives footballers something to cling on to and look forward mm. to yeah. Um, but whether the practicality of that works, I'm not sure. Yeah, three or four rounds isn't very practical. The only reason you would do it is just for the mental health side of things, which is an interesting point. And we touched on that in the article we wrote on our website yesterday, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But yeah, like you said earlier, a big point I took out of the article was that the feedback from the clubs was a mixed reaction. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's 
obviously going to be a bit of a hindrance, maybe. I'm, you'd be guessing that the clubs down the bottom of the league wouldn't be keen to get back going, and the clubs at the top of the league would be keen to get back, would be keen to get back going. But do you, how do you um, how do you yeah. justify the rest of the competition though? Like, if you play three or four games, like what games do you play? Do you like, yeah. do you just play the next four rounds? Because like you, you could yeah. say that if if you come second or something, you say you've gotten, um, you know, on the low end of the straw or something like that, because you're versing, you know, maybe the harder teams in the comp, whereas the team that's winning the comp mm. versing the bottom one. So it's like, yeah, you sort of need to verse everyone once or, or twice from there. So I, I, I yeah. don't really rate the three to four games, as you said. So that's an interesting one. Well, that's what, um, that's what I was thinking when Josh said there might not be promotion or relegation because if there was promotion and relegation, and it's easy for me to give this example, let's take South Coast United for example. I'm pretty sure after the the break, after after the lockdown started, they had within the next four weeks. I'm pretty sure they had Albion Park, Wollongong Olympic, teams like that. So, mm, yeah, like that. That's um a tough ask for it. Yeah, that's a tough ask for a team, and I think they had. Uh, yeah, I think after Coromel, the next five weeks or something was like top five teams. Because I remember there was a crammed, like, tough m- month run earlier in the season where they played all top five teams as well. And yeah, well, that's tough asking for them. And then Kunjilla at the same time, I remember at the start of the year, the first five rounds of that year, was uh, of this year, was literally top five teams. And that led to a coaching change, even though they were, I thought they were holding their own for a bit. So there's things like that as well. But then you might have, oh, I can't remember who Balambi had, but Balambi might have had maybe some mid-table teams or something like that, you know, more of a chance to get some points. So if you're going back for three or four rounds, promotion and relegation, in my opinion, has to be out of the question just simply because I don't think it's really fair. But at the same time, the sorry, no, sorry. No. At the same time, the promotion side of things in the district, like they'll argue they've been playing all year. They've been fighting hard all year. And they won't get any reward for it, which is which is tough. So, do you still award a winner then? Do you still award? <sighs> yeah, oh, tough spot yeah. because like could, you could question. argue that oh it doesn't count. Like you know mm. how many people argued that Winuna's one didn't count last year because yeah. uh, it was a shortened season. But this one's going to be even weirder because at least last year Winuna and Wollongong United played everyone once, so it was a mm. it was fair game. Like as yeah. much as as much as everyone didn't like it, I I thought it was mm. you know fair game because you. you Two, two sides are fairly even, whereas if you play, you know, as you said, different teams, different times, then they're going to get more points out of those lower teams if they play them more than, you know, number mm. two on the comp, so. Yeah, well, um, I, mentioned, I mentioned it in the article yesterday. Winuna's and Wollongong United's triumphs should not be dowered by the fact that it was a shortened season because it was fair, it was fair game. All the clubs agreed to it. 100%. And... Like Winuna winning their first title ever in 131 years, you can't take that away from them. That was a mammoth achievement, and you can't say, "Oh, they wouldn't have had it after 22 rounds," or they would have had it after 22 rounds because we won't know. If we had 22 rounds, we would have been going into the bloody January or something this year. So you can't argue that it wasn't fair. But at the same time, I I sent the article yesterday. It just felt weird. It just felt a bit weird. That's all. There's a lot of options you can sort of go towards, I suppose. Like. Do you go back to round 11 and just cut the season there? <laughs> Play a few yeah. friendlies? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, you, you almost just have to put a line through it. Maybe even the Bampton Cup was at the semis. Maybe just play a couple of Bampton Cup games and I don't know. 
I don't you know, know. It's, I'll at least finish that comp. Finish something. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems too much of a too much to navigate, and it feels like three or four weeks isn't exactly worth it. You're better off starting trials early, starting training early. I feel, but after reading the article, take into account yesterday's extension. How are we both feeling now about our chances of returning? I'll start with Nathan. Uh, I was slim before, and now I'm even worse. Um, like even if it was, I we all, I think we all knew that lockdown was going to get extended after what the press conference yesterday. So I knew we'd probably get at least two weeks, and then yeah. I was sort of holding out hope for once those two weeks ended, we've sort of turned that around, like the numbers and everything like that, and and we've gotten from there to to go on to. But four weeks, and then you I mean even when the four weeks is done, we might not even see you know, straight back into sport. Like, you know, you said the two weeks, it's only what you could only get training in groups of 10 people or something like that. Like that'll hinder it as well. So um, very slim at the moment. Yeah. Not nothing. So, well, I remember last year we got out of stay at home orders and the football ban lifted on May 31 and we didn't start any games until July. So there was a whole month there. We were just training in groups of 10 and then eventually you got lifted to, I think, a week or two of contact training. So you can't ask, I don't think you can ask players after nine weeks of sitting out to go straight back in, straight back in like that. And even if, like, I don't think restrictions will ease that much, to be honest. Because people, some people are saying we could be in lockdown till God knows. Because in all honesty, the cases haven't been any higher than what they have now. I remember the lockdowns were getting extended when we were having like 30 cases. Now we've got 170 odd yesterday or something. I don't know what the numbers are today. We'll find out in a minute, but the numbers have quadrupled from what they were when we first extended the lockdown. So are we getting out this lockdown until vaccination rates are high? Boy. I'm hearing 239 cases today. You're kidding. George. Wow. So, um, that's, <laughs> that's unconfirmed. That's just what I'm hearing. Um, I was going to say it's any minute now. Yeah. It'd be literally as we speak now. Wow. Oh, that's, Surely that's not. massive. Um, Surely not. Yeah, so, and that's the problem with these lockdown situations. We don't have a time frame on when they'll actually end, if you know. So it's hard to plan anything. <laughs> that's just yeah. life in 2021, isn't it? 239. Is that, that'll be have to be New South Wales' highest day since the beginning, the whole last year. We've gone backwards. I'm 239. Yep. Spot on. Wow. Highest, yeah. No, yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that's put a sour note on this thing a bit. But yeah, this is probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is probably an easy question after um, hearing that. Do we think the comp should return, Josh? Ah, uh, look, as I said, I, I admire the optimism. I think people need something to cling on to in in times of of toughness. And you know, thank God for the Olympics has given us something to focus yeah. on at the moment. Mm, I'll no, be glad I know I'm getting the bare minimum sleep, keeping up with everything at the moment. But um, it. it you know, you got to give someone, someone, people something to look forward to, but I just can't see it getting ahead at this stage, especially if cases are mm. 200 plus now per day. Yeah. Grateful that we're, we're safe. Grateful that the Olympics are on, I reckon. Uh, Nathan, what do you reckon about all this? 239 cases. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I it's... I how many in the community. Yeah, literally. I think... Yeah, Josh summed it up pretty well. Um, I admire the optimism as well um, to get the comp back under the way, to get a bit of a plan going to sort of show people that they're not just sort of waiting around for lockdown, that if it does mm. happen, it's going to go full yeah. steam ahead. But um, yeah, as 
there's obviously there's heaps of underlying points that we have to sort of cover or they have to cover as well. And yeah, and I know you went through it on your, on your article on your site, um, which is yeah very, very interesting because there's a lot, lot to take into account, but um, I'm holding out hope, as I said, very slim because I'd love to get back, but mm. I realistically, I don't see it happening. Um, I can, yeah, just sort of go on to, to pre or trials from there. Cause it's, by the time we get back, it's going to be what 13 weeks since we've, last kick to football competitively so mm-hmm. um yeah i i doubt it to be honest well there's at least 70 in the community today as well so um yeah so there's a lot of um, interaction on both of our stories yes. on your page um social pages um what was the general feel do you think from people well there was i think on the article when when we shared your article the feel was a bit of a realism approach. And then the article that we posted, it was a bit more of an optimistic approach, I found. So with the, our article we shared, I'll just get it up right here. There was people asking, any talks or plans for community league? Stuff like that. Um, and also Peter Prandelos made an interesting point. You can't forget about the um, extra time you got to allow for trip aways for Tacoma Grange, for example, yeah. as well, you know. Um, where's that money going to go? So I'm, I don't think it's going towards club vaccines. Um, another one's were yes and yes. So there was a general consensus around that, but then the one we shared for you, and I'll actually I'll touch on the feedback for the article we shared from you yes, um, uh, yesterday because there was some interesting points. But yeah, we did share the... Actually, we'll touch on that. Yeah, there we go. Next point. We shared. So we shared the article, asked for some thoughts. This is the response, the first response we got. So... And this was for a, from a club president as well of one of the top clubs. So the words were, going to struggle now to have a meaningful comp. We will need to be back on by mid-September. It will depend on how and if restrictions are lifted. A big if right now. But this last line got to me a bit. There are bigger things than football to worry about right now. And it's hard to argue with that, isn't it? No, <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Especially when you just hear 239, like, like you got to touch on that. Like we said earlier, there was like we we were extending lockdowns when there were thirty cases alone. There's seventy cases in the community, and not even that's not that's at least double what the whole cases were about four weeks ago, three weeks ago now, which which is insane. The next one is we need to be mindful of the bigger picture cost to communities, businesses, and lives during this pandemic. However, sporting clubs are a great support mechanism for young players that may just need the release at the end of all of this, which is another good point as well. And look, Nate, you don't, we don't want to touch on it, but obviously your club's been hit hard the last month or so with mental health and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a good point at the end of the day, that that comment there. Yeah, it's a massive one. And speaking personally, as well, as you mentioned, um, it's, it's a great way to just to get social and active. And like from, from my point of view, I don't like running on my own. Like I couldn't just go out for a jog. Whereas if I would train two times a week, play a game, play some futsal or something like that, I'd go in a heartbeat. Like I'd put my, I'd just, yeah. Um, I'd run as hard as I could. Like yeah. that's just how I, that's just how I am. So um, especially yeah, with young players, they want to be active. They want to be around their friends and they're going to be more active if they are around their friends, which is, yeah, that's a really good point as well. So um, yeah, everyone is affected. And as you said, we need to worry about bigger things as well, but that is one of the bigger things we need to worry about too. And, and football clubs are a community, they're a business too. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah, we'll see after, we'll to see after yeah. we'll to see how we go from there, I suppose. But mm. another comment from feedback from yesterday was 
going to be tough, especially considering after the next four weeks of hard lockdown. And, <coughs> excuse me, it will be minimum four weeks lockdown after hearing that today, I reckon. And the next one, the comment was, including that comment, we will more likely come out of it slowly, which may still mean no community sport or groups of 10 or less, which was a point that wasn't touched on much yesterday, but it's been touched on a bit in this one here. And that's probably the biggest one, I think, as well. Best case scenario, if we came out of lockdown, you need two weeks of training. Do they mean two weeks of contact training? Or do they mean two weeks of just training in general? Because you can't go two weeks of non-contact training and go straight into a game. That's how injuries happen. I'm pretty sure some injuries happened from that last year, which was going to happen. But we we last year was probably best case scenario, 11 rounds in final series. But And this is why yeah. I think Football South Coast talks about three or four rounds, even though we're looking at a two-month kind of window. I mean, mm. that's a short window. But I think that's why they've potentially said only three, two or three. Yeah two, three, four weeks of comp because just because that reason you can't go straight from doing nothing into into contact football. Mm. It's, it's um, going to be hard. I just want to explain to listeners, I want to explain to listeners too, in case they didn't know, the reason that they've done the cutoff for uh, end of October is not just because of cricket, but they're also, they are actually working with Cricket New South Wales on ways to, to make it work for some clubs and, and that kind of thing. But the cutoff is they want a month between the um, October and December one player registrations and of course trials and next yeah. season and all that kind of thing. So I just thought I'd uh, throw that ex- explainer in. Yeah, fair enough, of course. And well, you need to allow an extra month, don't you? Because they, I think I'm pretty sure they said that in the article. For the next one though, so we're going to touch on the article we posted yesterday. So I was reading your article yesterday. A whole lot of points came up in my head, so I just decided to put it down on paper on the website and. Uh, thanks to everyone for the support as well. There's over 400 views so far on that on our website as well. So thanks for the support for that. But this one wasn't to influence anyone's decisions. Like there's there's arguments for both parties, but not to influence anyone one way or the other. But it's just to create a bit of respectful discussion, both obviously in my head and in the community as well, because it is a topic that everyone's passionate about. But for you boys, were there any points that came to your mind that? might have missed some things we might not have thought about yet. As in not in your article? Yeah. 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 I thought you I thought you um, covered the bases pretty well. <clears throat> um, apart from obviously, uh, once you come out of lockdown, mm. um, did we go straight back to contact training? And that was, yeah. obviously we touched on that already. But yeah, because like we, we came out of lockdown last year, that hard lockdown, and, and we weren't allowed to tackle anyone, were we? Not allowed to share nah. beers, not allowed to tackle um, it was mainly just passing drills and sort of fitness as well. So I think that that was the only other point that you that we talked about already. So Yeah. Um the validity of those points as well, I think there was there was a fair few points in there that obviously I think that they had to have been considered surely. Like the there was about four cons and two pros that I found and the four cons were player welfare, immediate turnaround, no time to work with and does immediate return affect performance and maybe promotion and relegation so promotion and relegation might be out of it we're doing three or four rounds now but if we weren't if we if promotion and relegation was still in play you know performance is going to be hindered as well so that might you know affect a team at the bottom's chance of going to the going staying up or something like that well yeah like you look at Sorry, Josh. Um, you look no, at some right, teams. Man. You look at some teams and how sort of long they take to, to get going in a competition. Like 
um, they could take four or five rounds to actually start playing their best football. So if you get back into it and they sort of lose every game, then obviously you know that they're going to get better from there. And and you touch on uh, South Coast United season a couple of years ago where they think they didn't win, a, they didn't get a point in the first eleven games or something like that, and then they jagged a point in every game they played for the rest of the season. Yeah, so they went unbeaten from regulation. So, um, like the obviously that we need to be playing um, as much as we can, but like those types of things, you need to be having some time to get back onto the field and, and clicking again. Yeah, exactly right. Player welfare is one thing as well that has been touched on a fair bit over the last 12 months, particularly after coming back last year. And some people might say like player welfare, you know, your local players, but you can guarantee, and I touched on the article yesterday, regardless of player welfare, 95% of players, if they were asked to return to play, they would return to play in a heartbeat. But like we said earlier, you tell me, if there's non-contact training, two weeks of non-contact training, do you go straight back in the games? That wouldn't, that wouldn't help. That wouldn't help injuries at all. I don't think. Yeah, you got to think about player safety um, in terms of both the COVID situation and yeah, definitely in terms of contact. Going from non-contact to contact is a big jump up. You couldn't just okay, lockdown ends tomorrow. Let's play the next day. You just can't quite do that. No, you can't. And another one that hasn't been touched on in this episode as much, but it had been touched on in the first article you did about three weeks ago, the immediate turnaround between 2021 and 2022. So what was said in the first article about three weeks ago that it was preferred not to extend the season because of this exact reason that the turnaround between the two seasons would be too short and Last year, the competition managed to successfully turn around between seasons last year when we ended on November 1st, which was the cutoff for what we've got this year. But at the same time, over half of the competition's players had already had four weeks off because the regular season ended on the 4th of October. And if the competition goes to plan this year, every single team will be playing till the end of October. And there was, I think there was some cases when we were talking, we were at the grand final last year, that some teams were trialling that week after the season or something. Yeah, it's an interesting point um, that some clubs actually did that because uh, I know in my playing experience last year, we got knocked out week before the grand final and, and I couldn't wait for a break. Um, I know it was a shortened season, but just that, just those few weeks between um, you get into trials and when you finish the season, it's sort of just something to, to let, let yourself down in, as in, um, let yourself go and just sort of relax for a little bit. So for, for teams and players to come straight from grand final into trials, uh, and then even this year, if it's, if it's going to be everybody, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who who would want more of a break. Um, but obviously there's been 13 weeks break at the moment, so mm. I'm not too sure how it's going to go about then. But just, it might be just feeling like, you know, going straight from um, your normal season into trials, which just continue into like a normal season. But... Um, it, it, it's all up in the air, I think. It, it, it could go either way for, for different players. So um, definitely have to keep mindful of that. Yeah, I think with regards to the break, it's like you want a break. Last year, even though we had that long break in the middle of the year, it kind of felt like you had to be on your toes always because like, you didn't know what was going on, when it was going back. And it kind of didn't feel like a break. Like You always had it on the mind. It kind of felt like you were in the season, like not physically, but mentally you still were. So I think that's why people wanted to break a bit. But this year feels a little bit more different, but we'll just see how we go. But another interesting point, we won't touch on the promotion and relegation thing now because we've spoken about that. There's no time to work with. So literally, a literally 
a day extension of this lockdown now, we're done for. And even if this lockdown doesn't get extended, I think you won't go back to community sports straight away as well. So I think it's quite bleak. It's a shame too, because we kind of touched on how exciting the race was in the district league. We had three standout teams. I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were only divided by uh, four and against. Yep. Yep. Um, only one team is three points behind now because they didn't play the game the weekend it got suspended. So that's only why, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then at the bottom of the um, IPL table, we had a bit of an interesting race too because South Coast United had, had started to pick up a couple of results or at least show some more promise in their, their last couple of weeks. And Cringilla was starting to look a bit vulnerable there for, for relegation. So it's a bit of a shame we, were, we may not see, yeah, how that, how that pans out. Well, you got to remember that South Coast United's last game was a 2-2 draw against Coniston, who were at that stage unbeaten for a while and flying. So Yeah, yeah. we talked about it a couple of times on your podcast, Jared, and yeah, I, I said I thought they definitely were showing signs of improvement, and yeah, it's a bit of a shame in that regard. But then again, did does, yeah, in that regard, would South Coast United then deserve to get demoted? <laughs> After, yeah, yeah. after showing promise, after showing promise in the last few weeks, <laughs> you'd have to scrap it, wouldn't you? It yeah, almost feels like to, you'd, you'd have, have to. to. It'd just be unfair because at this stage, as you said, like South Coast United were turning it around. Mm. Um, obviously, at the top of the table as well, with Coniston, Wollongong United, and Wollongong Olympic having like a, almost a three-horse race up there as well. So, mm. or oh, even four-horse race. Yeah, you can't mm. just give it. Oh yeah, uh, Abbey Park White Eagles as well. Yeah, because mm. um, they were level uh, with United, so you can't just say no. Nah, you can't have promotion like you can have promotion relegation because yeah like everything goes down to that sort of to the wire from there even with the title so all right so before we wrap it up so no notes or anything close the lap close or don't close the laptop (laughs) close the notes close the notebook up uh before we wrap this up our own personal opinion everyone's usually seen is going to be different as well should we be thinking about going back to this season should we just forget about it what is your concrete answer to it. I'll start with Josh. I think let's shut the gate and move on. Unless it's just a fun kind of return for a couple of weeks. It doesn't mean anything. People just having to kick around. Officially, in terms of official comp, we're done, I think. Yeah. No? Yeah, completely agree. I can just uh, scrap it from there. Um, maybe come back for training, maybe a bit of off-season slash pre-season before um, Chrissy and trials and stuff like that. But, um, in terms of competition, I think they should just yeah leave it at that. I think um, as much as I would like for it to come back, I think it's just long too long gone because this is the longer off season than any player has ever had. So sorry about that. Uh, my uh, my my uh, my dog for got came off, tried to go underneath, got his legs tangled in the microphone. The microphone got unplugged. But we move, we're still going, we're still going. The dog's scratching on the door wanting to get out, so we'll have to leave him out. But yeah, my opinion of this is, I don't think there's much point in going back for three or four weeks. You're better off starting trials earlier. You're better off getting training in earlier. Unfortunately, the way COVID's impacted this season, it is not much of, not going to be not much of a result. You might as well just start summer football early, I reckon, start training early, in my opinion. But yeah, so some interesting points to come out of that. We'll see how we go. But uh, as always, thanks for joining me, two boys. Thank you. Good to see you, bud. Bro, I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. Um, <laughs> Nath, 
I'm, I'm great. I'm grateful for the grateful for the bros. Uh, Nathan, I'll, I'll, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll see you on the stream somehow tonight. Um, big night ahead. We need some points. We need some points. We need some. We need some points definitely. But we've only got three games tonight, so we can't get you know max points. But surely you can give us three points for a buy. Uh, well, no one gets three points for a buy. You know that. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, tune in tonight as well if if you. Uh, get it, get a fraternity club drive through pizza voucher. Get your stream up and watch the FIFA. It'll be good. Uh, thank you. Last point, guys. Shout yep. out to the Matildas playing on Friday night. Good luck yes. in their quarterfinal. We're hoping to see Caitlin Ford back after her uh, hiccup with injury before the last game. So fingers crossed she plays. And good luck to the Aussies. Follow Josh's in- Olympics blog as well. Get on thank it. I'll be on, I'll be on from about four o'clock today, guys. Keep him get busy. Keep him busy. There we go. <laughs>